Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode on Fill the Cup Podcast. I am so excited to bring you guys a new episode. It has been a long two weeks, and I'm aware that some of you miss you. Some of you probably ain't noticed that I ain't post an episode, but if it's your first time here, welcome, sis. Welcome, bro. And I hope you have an empty cup ready to receive some hot discussion on this Friday. So let's get into today's topic. We're going to do a bit of a review. I haven't done a review in a while, but I really want to do a review specifically on the summer shows that are out right now. Obviously, my top two faves are Love Is, well, not top two, I would say I have more than two. But obviously, I love Power this summer. I love Love Is. Obviously, Insecure came back. And I'm I'm a Bachelor fan, Bachelorette fan, but that just came off. But specifically, we're going to talk about Insecure and Love Is, the last episode. We're not going to obviously review the season. We're just going to review the last episode. So Love Is, episode nine, just released this past Tuesday. And Insecure season premiere that just released Sunday that just passed. So let's first start, talk about Insecure. Insecure, obviously, we've been waiting a whole year to see the antics again from Issa, Molly, and all of the cast that we love. Obviously, you know, starting out the season, it was a sex scene. So that was kind of massive because I can't remember any of the seasons, season premiere episodes starting with a sex scene. So that was kind of crazy. Obviously, Daniel's beautiful chocolate booty was nice to look at. (laughs) But, you know, for somebody like me, I still cringe at sex scenes. I don't know. Maybe I'm just immature say what you want I still cringe I still feel like that little girl that's like trying to hide her eyes while her parents are like in the room I don't know it's just a habit maybe that's just how I was brought up but yeah so that was obviously explosive but the biggest discussion that I want to open up about this episode was the audacity and I want to kind of get you guys's feedback in the comments of of who was more wrong because I've kind of had this debate with my best friend Bree of trying to figure out like who was more wrong because obviously Issa chose to stay with Daniel because she didn't want to stay with Molly because she has two other friends that we see on the show she didn't want to stay with them so I'm like okay you stay with an ex or you stay with a guy you used to talk to now first thing first people I would never encourage you to stay with your ex I would encourage you to sleep in your car before you stay with an ex, especially if you have no intent to get back with them. Now, if you do have an intent to get back with them and you know that obviously they have a good heart, they're going to want to help you out. Make sure that you're prepared for that process of of trying to get back together because you don't know where they are in their life. You know, you don't know what they're capable of. You don't know if you're going to see something that hurts you. And especially now that you're coming to live with him, you could see or witness something you don't want to see. And Issa experienced that. She was, sus was laying on the couch, you know, really tripping, going through it. And she's obviously hearing Daniel beat some girls back out <laughs> on that little raggedy bed they had that was squeaking like crazy. And I really felt bad for sus because I'm like, dang, Issa, why you did that to yourself? Nobody told you to stay there. 
But then again, on the side of me, I'm like, dude, like, be considerate. You know that you and this girl have history. You know that that's going to bother her. Why the heck would you invite a girl over to your house knowing that Issa there on the couch? Knowing she going through a little struggle season. I would obviously encourage you to go to the girl's house if she has one. Some girls may not have a house. Or, I don't know, go out, have a date or something. I don't know. I just It just seemed kind of indecent, especially if you already know, okay, Issa's going to be out in two more weeks. She told, he told his family member that, that Issa's going to be out in two more weeks. So if you know it's two more weeks, hold your penis for two more weeks. And, you know, y- y'all saw me try to bleep that out. <laughs> hold hold your, your guard for two more weeks and it will be worth it. You know what I mean? And, and you'll get all that you're trying to get. But just out of the consideration of the history that you have with Issa, just I just don't think that's right. I think a little man was trying to get revenge on how Issa kind of has played him in the last few seasons because clearly, you know, Daniel hasn't had a good track record with Issa. Issa tried him at that company party, you know, when Lawrence was there. Issa tried him when she ran out on him, when he mistakenly, you know, kind of busted her face. We ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> And Daniel has, you know, tried on multiple occasions to try to make it right. And Issa's kind of giving him the cold shoulder because she knows that she was trying to be faithful. Whatever you want to call it. I just think that Daniel wanted some revenge, obviously. But who do you guys think is more wrong? I don't know. If you're an Insecure fan and you watch the season premiere, if you haven't watched it, sorry that you're listening to this episode, but still go watch it. But yeah, that was the biggest part of the season. The biggest debate for me is who is more wrong. If you if your ex is in hard times and they need to stay with you for a couple of weeks, do you have sex with your new person like literally next door where they can hear everything? Like is that right? I don't think so. <laughs> I just think out of the out of the, the decency is not, but then again it's like Issa, you 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 obviously signed up for that foolishness, clearly. And then let's talk about Molly. So Molly obviously is in a situation still with Dro. He's in an open marriage. And obviously he's still trying to make Molly more comfortable with the fact that, you know, his wife is still okay with it. You know, there's a whole system of, I guess, being in an open marriage. And he's used to it. He's okay. But the problem that Joe is, is Dro, someone said Joe, Dro is not realizing is that, you can have a system all you want. We are still humans at the end of the day. You know, our feelings are always going to get involved. There's no way to have an open marriage, to actively, consistently see someone outside, of, you know, out in that open marriage and expect to not catch feelings, especially if that's a quality individual. Molly is a quality individual. She's funny. You know, has a great sense of humor, obviously very successful with her law career. You know, she's you know, obviously very fine good looking girl so she has a lot going for herself so obviously how do you expect to attach yourself to someone like that and think it's just going to be about sex or just going to be about a few meetups no it's you're going to catch feelings and obviously I think this season we're seeing him catch way more feelings he's trying to cook pancakes with her he's trying to take you know celebrate you know the her promotion that she got he's trying to celebrate all of these different things you know with her and it's like, wait, hold up. You're married, dude. Like, 
let's not forget that. Like, how do we get, no, let's not mix the mushy stuff with the fact that you're married. But then again, Molly, like, as much as, much as Molly is my girl, I don't really feel bad for her in this scenario because although you your gut told you from the get-go that it just didn't feel right about the open marriage situation, you didn't like it. Obviously, you met Candace, his wife, but you didn't like it, girl. But I just, if if I was in that position, no matter how strong of a connection that me and this person have, no matter what history, because obviously they knew each other before, no matter what history me and this person have, you're married. I, I'm, I'm not subscribing to an open marriage, let me be the side chick, but your wife okay with it scenario. Like that, that'll never be anything I subscribe to. Because obviously Molly's trying to set boundaries and it's very hard to set boundaries if you're gaining feelings for someone and it's more than just about the sex. And I think in in our society, in our generation, I would say we fail to realize that you just can't always just have this successful sexual situationship with somebody. Like if, if that's a quality person that you're choosing to lay down with and consistently have sex with, it's a good chance you could catch feelings. It's a good chance you're going to want to see them again and see them again. And let's be real. A lot of times you may be seeing each other again to just have sex. And then guess what? Y'all going to have talks about life. Y'all going to get to know each other. It's not going to be like they're just some little hooker on the street. Like you're going to eventually y'all going to be texting about random stuff. It's not going to always be sexual. So never underestimate the fact that you're a human at the end of the day and you're going to still want companionship. So don't step into a situation thinking it only can be about sex unless you guys are treating each other like you guys are whores. You know what I mean? If you're not treating each other like you're whores and you're both quality individuals who are both raised with some kind of morals, you're going to catch feelings. It happens, especially if you're choosing to consistently see this person. So it's just I think that that narrative that we try to paint on TV or just in real life is just not the case, boo. Somebody going to catch feelings. So don't get into those kind of situationships if you can't handle it. Have a balance, obviously. So jumping on to another scenario of the season premiere. Clearly, it was kind of cool them playing the City Girls. And obviously, the City Girls loved them playing their song on the show. So City Girls, shout out to y'all. I'm not a huge City Girls fan because I can't get with the lyrics because I don't relate to the lyrics. But I do like the come up story. I, I love seeing stories where... You have girls who came from nothing, who had, you know, rough backgrounds and really made something of themselves. I love stories like that. That's always inspiring to me. And obviously, I'm not a huge follower of them, but hey, free JT. I want her to have a second chance. Why not? You know, so it's nice to see them doing well and hearing their song Insecure. So I'm glad that Issa gave them a shout out with that. Now, with Issa's new job with the with the the lift, about to say Uber, but with the lift, that was interesting because here Issa is hustling. She clearly can't stand her. We got y'all job. That's not really giving her any kind of, I would say. Any kind of attention, any kind of respect, like Issa's been dealing with that job for a very long time. So you would think that they would have more respect for her. And it's a nonprofit, I believe. So it's like, how are you just going to like demote her down to just answering phones? Like, clearly she did something wrong, according to the manager on, on the last season. But I just feel like she's a hard worker and she needs to know her worth more at that job and that's something i can relate to what i love about how Issa writes 
these stories and her team, you know, in HBO, how they how they write these stories for Insecure is that it's literally the millennials like diary. Like it's it's what we go through. It's like we're seeing our own stories on the screen. That's what I love so much because we all can relate to going to a job that doesn't appreciate doesn't appreciate us where we can't stand being at. And we all can relate to having a set. Well, most people can relate to having to pick up a second job just to make ends meet, you know, going through a breakup, you know, where you lived with someone and now you're trying to penny pinch. So I kind of feel for Issa this season because she's kind of bumming it out. She's literally taking all of these lift shifts, staying with her ex while dealing with all the foolishness at work. Obviously her you know, former white coworker friend, you know, not really trying to have her back and her manager tripping. So I get it. Like she's going through a lot, but it's really interesting seeing her as a Lyft driver. I think she's handling it pretty well. If it was me, I probably wouldn't have the best attitude. I probably wouldn't be getting five stars because I'll be like just kind of negative about the fact that why the heck am I driving Lyft? Like, you know what I mean? So I just love that she has a good attitude about it especially with all that she's dealing with. It seems like she's handling the new job well. And shout out to Molly for being a good friend and riding with her. Now, obviously, the craziest part of her driving lift was seeing that fight with the big boy and the fine little guy that they picked up, you know, in the back. Because we all we all know that that's how literally how black people are. Literally, you tell them, nah, you can't roll that up in here. And they be like, nah, I'm good. Like, they think that they're superior sometimes and... Well, some guys think they're superior and they just, they don't know how to bow down to authority. Like, if she's saying that she don't want you to roll up because, cool, you can get her in trouble, just don't roll up. Wait till you get out the car. This ain't your car, dude. Just wait. And clearly it's illegal. How You don't think that that Lyft driver could have access to get you freaking locked up? Like, that wasn't very smart. But, hey. He was feeling the homie vibe, so he thought that he could do that. And he obviously got himself whooped by someone that was smaller than him. So good for you, boss man. And another big part of the episode, I would say, is when Daniel tried to kiss Issa. And then he gave her that look like, okay, what are we doing then? Like, why did you come here? And I was looking at Issa the same way, like, girl... Why did you choose to stay here? Like, you thought he wasn't going to try to kiss you? Like, he fine as hell. He looked good. You really thought he wasn't going to try to kiss you, girl? Like, girl, what's wrong with you? So it was just kind of funny seeing that she tried to play hard to get. Like, I could clearly tell she was going to do that. Okay, I'm going to play hard to get one time. But if he's really aggressive, I'm going to just give in. You know how us girls are. We like to play hard to get at first just to see, you know, you know, just to fill it out. And then we stopped putting up a fight. But Issa, like, clearly she, her putting up a fight backfired on her because he called her out. And she didn't probably like it, but she called her out. And she ended up being honest and saying, look, you know, I'm not okay with it. It's hard for me seeing you bring other girls. I would love to get a heads up. And Daniel still didn't give her a heads up. Well, he did, but he was taking too long to text her back. And we all can relate to that, ladies, when, you know, a guy don't text us back right away. We all can relate to that. So it was just a lot of different parts. Like, obviously, I can't relate to that specific scenario, but I can imagine how I would react if I was in that situation. 
Like, obviously, watching this episode will remind me to never, I don't care what's going on in my life, if I can help it, Lord, if I can help it, let me never be able to have to knock on the ex door to have to stay with him. Just please, Lord, just please, whatever, wherever life take me, I just don't want to knock on one of my ex's door. And, and if any of my exes listening to this, I love you, but I just, I, I just can't knock on your door. I'm sorry. I can't. No, 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 no. Anyways. Uh, moving along. So that was a fire episode. I'm excited for the next episode. I think this is going to be a great season and we just need an hour. Issa. like I'm tired of this 30 minutes. Like you, you, you be amping us up for 30 minutes, getting us all into it. And then it's over. I'm tired of it. Like we need an hour HBO. We need an hour. Okay. Thank you. Now moving along to love is like love is, is literally like, uh, it puts me in my feelings every time. If anybody has never watched it, it's on OWN. It's just Oprah Winfrey Network. And I just think... And it's not just a girl show. It's definitely a show a guy would love to watch as well. I think there's something good that couples should even watch. It's just such a good show. So I specifically want to talk about the last episode, episode 9, that just released um, this past Tuesday. So, the biggest part of this Love Is episode was that Neri is finally got the opportunity to write her own script and to pretty much lead a whole episode that was written with her thoughts, her humor, her ideas, her creative insight, and she's so excited. So, she's ready to tell Yusir, her boyfriend who's living with her, that, you know, she got this new script and he's obviously excited for her. And then that gives him inspiration because he's writing his own script and he's really his creative juices are flowing. And he literally constructed a whole office for himself in her house. She loved it. So I just love their dynamic of their relationship because I love when you're so in love that you get so distracted from each other. Like clearly they're living together. So I love that feeling of damn, babe, I got work to do, but ooh, I just want to kiss you, or ooh, I just want to hug you, and clearly, they just was having sex, like, every 30 minutes in between trying to get work done, but that just shows a testament of, you know, that honeymoon feeling when you're still in love, like, their relationship is still brand new based on where it is in the show, but they're already in love, and they've only known each other for a couple months, so some people have that scenario, some people don't, but yeah, I just love that whole narrative of how they support each other. I love Yasir's passion because no matter how much society has broken him down, no matter how much his personal issues have broken him down, he's so persistent with what he wants. And he is pulling off of all the inspiration and love that Nuri is giving him to really push himself to say, okay, I just can't be bookshelving at Barnes and Noble or whatever bookstore he was bookshelving at. I can't just be doing that for so long. I have to dream big. I can't be dating a woman that is working for one of the biggest shows, you know, on TV. And I'm over here bumming it out at her house because clearly with my ex, I was bumming it out at her house. So I can't live a pattern when I know there's so much creativity inside of me. And a lot of men don't wake up from that. A lot of men will get spoiled from being coddled and, and, and babied by their woman. And they don't wake up. And they just kind of fall victim to a 9 to 5. And they don't do what they need to do to really step up and provide. And if you attach yourself to a woman who's willing to just give you everything. Pay for this, pay for that. Let you stay with her. You can get sucked up and really you know, kind of become lazy. So I love that he's with this new relationship with Nuri that he's not choosing to be lazy. I love that about 
about Yasir in the story. And it's actually based on a true story with Mara Brock Akil and her real husband. So obviously she says some things were a little bit for TV, but most of it was based on a true story. So I love that it's based on a true story because it's like, okay, it's not just a script. It's like these are real life situations that I can relate to and it's exciting. So a big part of the episode as well was how... You know, it's Nuri's big night, and she clearly invited Yusir to come see her. And for some reason, his name was not on the list to get in. And then for some reason, his name was not on the list to get in the door. And I'm not going to lie. If I was Yusir, I would be pissed. Because it's like, how in the world my girlfriend, who I live with, is going to invite me to her show and have me embarrassed and not double-check that my name is not on the list? So he went through a lot. Now, his attitude was horrible. He was being typical hood negro and doing the most and just just not not showing his the right colors i know that he was obviously very passionate because he was pissed but it was just the way he handled it was just stereotypical and i think that a lot of time there's a lot of black men who are so angry in society that we think we always got to defend ourselves even in the smallest scenarios sometimes a lot of things can be resolved by just calming down talking in a calm tone, talking in a very an adult manner. And you never know what can be accomplished by just being calm about something or, or having a kind attitude. And I think he failed to realize that. And so when Neri finally came out and he freaked out on her and was like, oh, you know, clearly you ain't thinking about me. Clearly I'm your last thought. Clearly you ain't called and checked on me. I think that was a bit selfish. I get that he was mad, but it's her big night. Like she's been there for you on so many occasions. How in the world do you not suck up your pride and be there for her? And clearly she couldn't even get back in to even do her intro. Like Really, Yasir? Like, that was just so, so, so selfish. I get he was in the moment of his passion, but that just shows he has some anger issues. Yasir has some anger issues, clearly. And the fact that Neri still didn't freak out and make a huge scene because clearly she was at work, that was just horrible. I felt so bad for her because I know if that was me, I probably, we probably would have broke up that night. I'm not even going to lie. If that was me, like that showed just how strong their love was because she didn't freak out. She obviously waited till they got home to talk about it. And even when they talked about it, she didn't blow up on him. She said, do you have anything to say? She said in a very calm way. She didn't even go typical, you know, pointing fingers and, and rolling necks. Like she was very adult about it, which I loved. But I know for me, if you almost made me lose my job over some foolishness like that, I would have to come for your neck, especially and that was in the 90s when it was probably so hard for a black woman to really make it, you know, in that type of industry. And you really could have made me lose my job over the fact that you couldn't get in. Like, dude, seriously. No, 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 no. And the fact that he was still defending himself and still going back and forth. Like, I get that he was I get where he was coming from, but it was also like. It was an honest mistake. Clearly, she's caught up in the fact that this is a big night for her. Even when she failed to call him, you know, to let her know that she made it safe, let him know that she made it safe, he freaked out about that. So he just has this thing where he just wants to be her protector and that he knows that he can't financially provide. So he wants to be able to at least make her feel protected, you know? And I think that guys always kind of lean on to, if I can't give you all the funds financially, I at least wanted you to feel safe with me. You know, that's a, uh, an emotion that guys kind of cling to when they can't offer you 
all the money in the world, you know. So I, I get where he was coming from. I got both sides, but I was on Nuri's side on that. I'm like, dude, come on now. And then when she had the situation where she kind of woke up out of her sleep, he was trying to apologize to her. And she's kind of had blurred vision, had a bad dream and kind of thought he was her molester. And that's when he found out she was molested and he found out she he was molested. And it was just a really full circle moment that that's the beauty of companionship is that we all meet each other kind of in these crazy places in our lives and you come together and you fall in love with pretty much a stranger you're still getting to know and you're just pulling back the layers of everything this person has been through till you get down to to nothing to pretty much you know everything about this person at least you assume you know everything about this person and the beauty of companionship and finding your person and the person you're in love with is that you're supposed to feel each other's voice you're supposed to you know, be the the holes that they've been missing all along, the holes that their ex couldn't fill, you know, the the voids that their ex couldn't fill. You're you're that for them, you know. So, I just love how companionship allows us to really not hold things in because the more you love somebody, the more you're not gonna want to hide things from them. You're gonna be yourself. So that was a full circle moment that made me cry a little bit. And I just love how their relationship has evolved from each episode. It's just a fire season. I'm so happy for Mara Brockakill, who created the show, as well as Oprah, for just allowing these great representations to be shown on on screen. Even with Queen Sugar, that's been a great show as well. I love all the shows on OWN. Like, OWN is just a great network, period. And obviously, Insecure. So, hopefully you love my review. There's way more to talk about in those episodes, but that was just some of my thoughts on it. And if you love Love Is or Insecure, let me know, because... You know, every every time these these new episodes come out, we can just be buddies and talk about it and, you know, obviously have more reviews on it. So give us give me a thumbs up. Give me a like comment. Give me your feedback. Tell me how you felt about these episodes. And if you haven't seen it, hopefully I didn't spoil it too much for you. You need to go watch these shows like they're they're amazing. That's pretty much it. Love you guys. And I hope I filled your cup because not only am I reviewing the episodes, but I'm also trying to give you guys gems from what I learned in these episodes. You know what I mean? So that's that. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at more media, M-O-O-R-E-R media. And I'm going to, I'm got some fire coming for y'all. Obviously I'm in a season of my life where I have a, a little bit more time to do YouTube videos. So I really want to be able to do that and not just say i'm gonna do it but really do it. i've been saying that for a long time but i'm really gonna do it y'all so hold me accountable <laughs> love you guys bye